now you're at the Jordan. Because where the Jordan was, it's a river of life. Oh, come on. Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. Come on. What happened there? Elijah said, we got to get to the other side. So he took his man on, he struck it, right? And they, he and Elisha goes to the other side. And when she's singing about, right, you've, you've not been this way before and all this other stuff, right? You're crossing over. You're crossing over. Come on. And what was taken is going to be restored beyond your imagination. Hallelujah. And so when Elijah and Elisha went over there, guess what? They're on the other side, and he said, what do you want from me? He said, how about a double portion? Come on. Can you open your hands? Father, double portion now in Jesus' name. And here he is standing and thinking, how am I going to get back? Right? How am I going to get back? He said, I've given you the mantle. And if it worked for him, it's going to work for you. And it symbolizes the older handing to the new. Come on. This generation needs you. Come on. They need the sounds that the two you have. Hallelujah. So I just release it over you this morning in Jesus' name. Suzanne, I tell you, I was, I was, I was peeking. I was out there looking at some of your songs on YouTube. And I, and I just felt the Lord said, I took you from a place. Folks, I don't know, if you, I don't know her. If you know her, that's wonderful because they're great people. But what I felt the Lord said that he took her from a place where she was doing her own thing. And she had an encounter that changed and marked her forever. No, I don't know if this is true or not. And because of that, that's why she wants to testify. Because just as he said, right, when he touches you, he touches you. There are some of you, I had dreams about some, some folks in here, right? I want to encourage you. It's time to get out. It's time to get out of the box that you're in. He didn't, if, if that's not the case, then he died. He died for no, no reason whatsoever. But he died because there was a purpose for every child that was born. The gifts of God are irrevocable. The fruit of the womb is a blessing from the Lord. Folks, You're here this morning and you're breathing. Guess what? You're a blessing of Papa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I felt also there is going to be a governmental door open up. And when it opens up, it's going to be to honor these folks who are running for office. And they just want you to play some music for them. Right? Right? And you're going to come in, Jehovah Sneaky is going to bring you in the back door. (laughs) Seriously? And the two of you are going to release the sound of heaven that's going to break corruption. No, seriously. No, seriously. That's going to break corruption. Yeah. Corruption, manipulation, control. It's got to come down. And favor of God is upon you to do this. There's a pulpit that's coming too. And you say, why? Because you like to go everywhere. He said, yep, but there's a place that you need to call home (laughs) because you need to raise people up. And so I bless this couple and I thank you, Father, for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. 
you know, ministering with him out on the street in Poland was just, what a, it was a blast. You know, 250,000 people just moving through that subway system, right? And here's two Americans, right, just telling them about Jesus. Tell them that, you know, no matter what you've been through, there's one that can help you through it and change your life forever. You know, a real quick story is uh, I, when I go places, I like to bring gifts because I believe that, you know, from a prophetic perspective, when you have a chance to minister to people, you need to put something in their hands so that they can remember, right? So I got some gifts for you, and we'll give them to you later. But he told me to take some chocolate from my hometown over to Poland. And so we're ministering that night, and at the end, this lady comes up to me, and she said, hey, I'm from the States. Meanwhile, that morning when I was praying, Papa told me to take three chocolate bars, one for my interpreter, one for this other man that we met in the uh, rehab center, and I said, who's the third? He said, I'll tell you when you see them. So I gave the two out. I preached. We're done. This lady comes up to me, and she said, hey, I'm from the States. I said, oh, really? Where do you live? She said, I live in Bridgeville, Pennsylvania, one mile from where I live. When she said that, Papa said, that's her. I reached in my pocket, and I said, ma'am, I got something for you. Right? I said, hey, this is for you. She saw it. She began to cry. A week earlier, she told her husband, I would do anything to get a Sarah's chocolate bar. Right? No, seriously. I'm telling you, folks, God cares. Yes, he does. Right? He does. If it hasn't happened yet, guess what? It's not God. So you got to continue to persevere. Listen, based upon the degree of your hunger determines the degree of his visitation. Come on. Based upon the degree of your hunger, this isn't Burger King. He... <laughs> Listen, he paid the price, and there is only one king, and it's Jesus. And listen, when we tap into him, you know, sometimes people, they say, you get so excited, you, you haven't been through anything. I can tell you some stories of what I've been through. I have four children. No. I, I have eight grandchildren, right? And one of mine went wayward. No. To the point where, as a papa, is this live? Can we shut off for one minute? No, no, I want, I'm okay, but I just, I want to, yeah. Oh, it's not live. It is live. It is live. I'm turning the audio off. Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay, cool. Okay. Thank you, thank you. We're good then? Are we good? Okay, thank you. So um, when, you, when you take your child to a center that wants to help an addict on heroin and they refuse and you leave her on the street, it's real. When you have to tell a 13, 
I'm sorry, a, a six-year-old, a, a seven-year-old, and a four-year-old that their dad overdosed on heroin. Toughest thing I ever had to do in my life. So guess what? I've been there. But let me tell you who got me through it. Come on. Come on. Jesus. So I, whatever you're faced with, I want to encourage you that he's able. Come on. Just, you know what? The enemy wants to tell you different things about yourself. And if you start believing it, you're in trouble. You can go ahead and turn it back up. You know, uh, I was told Jeremiah, I had a couple dreams about people. And um, they were young girls, long hair. They had tattoos on their arms. And what I heard the father say to tell them that are in this church. See, inside, they can feel the, the presence and the beauty of the Lord. But for some reason, when they look at those things that are on their arms, because the world has judged them, because the world can't see their heart, it has, it has hindered them to walk in the fullness of who Papa God is. And I want to encourage you young ladies today, guess what? You're free. You are free in him. What is this? 20 bucks, right? Right? Think about it. Going through life, right? We get beat up, right? Friends of us come along, crumble us up, right, with their words, accusations that aren't true, right? Because they're jealous, right? How many of you feel at times you get stomped on, right? Sometimes you go through the ringer, right? You can go through, you can wash this thing, right? It may change the color, but when you open it up, What's the value of it? Come on. Think about you then. You are a blessing of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a blessing from God. But see, what happens sometimes, because the people we hang with can mess us up. We can start to believe the lies and the manipulation and control. And when that happens, they got you. But I want to tell you today, he's telling you your value. He's telling you your value. Hallelujah. Here, buddy. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Let's talk about the fire, God. No, come on. Fire represents the presence of God. Fire represents the passion that's in me. Come on. The zeal of God has consumed me. It burns. Does the fire of God burn within you? You know, my wife says, Ray, I can't go anywhere with you. Right? We go in Walmart together. Right? An hour later, she's waiting out. She's waiting at the door. She calls me, where are you? <laughs> I'm in the aisles. Right? I say, Papa, what owl has a mess? You know, when there's a mess in the store, you hear them come, we need somebody, there's, you know, a mess in aisle four, right? Folks, well, all these places are great grounds to encounter Jesus with people that need it. You know, we, we were going through um, a situation where we needed a major decision in our lives. There are a couple of you in here today that you're at the crossroads. And you want to believe what he has for you, but you're struggling. I want to tell you, you need to ask him. There's a song out, Trust in God. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered, 
I sought the Lord, and he heard and he answered. That's why I trust in him, right? So we had a major decision, a major decision. And I said, Papa, speak to me. Speak to me. He said, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to the grocery store and bless the lady that takes care of the flowers that makes you a hero with your wife. <laughs> okay, so I said, I'll run up to uh, uh, TGI Fridays. And he said, no, no, I want this one particular restaurant. And I said, no, nah, you know, I want this one particular restaurant. Okay, so I, I tell my wife, my wife sometimes just thinks, <laughs> right? But that's okay, that's what, he, he knows what we need to make us whole. She's a blessing. I, unfortunately, uh, my granddaughter got sick this morning, right? Thank you for this wonderful couple and their family. To, we had dinner with them last night, and it was just, I'm telling you, when you sit around a table, that's when you know who your true friends are. Right? Nothing up your sleeves, right? Just the love of Papa God. And so um, we did that. And I said, can I wait three weeks? He said, no, I want you to do it tonight. Good. The reason why is because my youngest was graduating from eighth grade. My oldest was graduating from high school. So money was kind of, right? And even though it was only $25, right? And so he said, I want you to use your credit card. And he said, I'll confirm the very thing that you needed and you asked me of your decision, and I'll meet you on this road. Okay? We go do all that thing. We bless the lady. She's crying. That's her favorite restaurant, right? How did you know? And then I got, see, if I had just did it Fridays, but, right, it wouldn't have been the same. Papa wants to touch the hearts of people, and he wants to use you. And so um, as soon as we were done, my phone rings. I run IT for a large asset management company, and for every, for every minute that we're down, it's millions of dollars of lost revenue. And so I, I thought, I'm not going home. i got to go on that road that God told me to go to because he said he would meet me there. And so my wife says, where are we going? I said, just hold on. I still didn't tell her. <laughs> no, no. Because, you know, I wasn't sure. I know the voice of God. But I wasn't sure. But it, I had to do it to make sure. So we come around and come down this little this road. And I hear Papa said, look, on, look, look to your left. And I look to my left. And in front of my car is this thing going like this. I stopped the car. It's a $20 bill. Come on. I want to stir your faith. Because what happens is you get to that road and then you think he's not going to meet you and you go the other way. So I want to stir your faith today so that your answer is right in the palm of your hands. So then I said, okay, Papa, you said it all. He said, yep, 100 feet, look on the right. Meanwhile, I get out of my life. I said, what are you doing? I said, he's providing. She, she said, oh, somebody lost that point. <laughs> Come on. But now, now I got to tell her. Now I got to tell her, right? So I tell her, right? And so now I'm driving, right? All of a sudden on the, on the berm of the road, right? $5 bill. And listen, it's in my office. And see, you need these encounters. Listen, when the children of Israel crossed over, Crossed over, 
He told him to get some stones and build a memorial. And why? Did, why? Because in the moment that you need God to move, you got to go back to the place where he met you. And listen, every time now I go to this picture frame, and if you did it once, you can do it again. And that's what he wants to do. He wants his revival in this area to do it again, to do it again. I'll never be broke because I'm never giving this up. No, seriously. No, this is a reminder of God's constant provision for his children in their obedience. Come on. Come on. Moses, you know the story, right? The burning bush. There are times when the fire of God wants to come upon you so that you realize you're on holy ground. There are grounds that you and I walk in, we shouldn't be there. We should not be there. But if we allow, like the children of Israel did, let the pillar of fire lead them and guide them by night in the cloud by day and walking continually in the presence of God, guess what's going to happen? It's going to change your life. Come on, fire. Listen, when things are burning, people want to come and see what's burning. And that's our opportunity just to relate and share with them about how the glory of God came and it burns within my soul and what it does and what it can do for you. Come on. How about Elijah? Think about this, right? There was a showdown on Mount Carmel. Whose God was greater? Baal? Or the one and only true living God. And Elijah said, you know what? I'm going to even make this harder. Because there was a famine going on at that time. Where did he get the water? No, seriously. He poured water on the sacrifice that he was going to give to God. They probably thought he was half stupid. But you know, when it was his turn, he just said, Lord, this is your moment. Let your fire fall. And guess what? It fell. It consumed everything. The rocks, the wood, the water. It, it was gone. But then they believed. Some of you are in this room today have a Mount Carmel moment. You've been telling people for years about how powerful and how awesome and how loving your God is. They're waiting for, for you to call down the fire of God so they can see the manifestation. That's the other thing. Manifestations of God come through fire. Come on. Isn't it interesting how the world uses fire to destroy things? Arson. Come on. Let's use fire in the right concept and see the glory of God move. You know, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, Isaiah 43. Come on. When he tells you to go, go. Think about it, as a presence carrier, right, in the glory of God, li listen, the only way you're going to see miracles and waters part is if you step forward. That's what happened to those folks. They're standing at the Jordan waiting to cross, and Joshua was, oh, okay, Papa. He said, send the ones, the, send the priests that have the presence of God. And the Bible said as soon as they realized that and they walked forward and their toes hit the water, their miracle happened. Come on. Your miracle, you are a presence carrier. You got to go towards the very thing that's trying to destroy you. And when you do that, come on. And you sang about the giants. Come on. 
You know what? David never knew how powerful he was until he met his giant. Come on. And once he met his first giant, God said he did so well, I'm going to give him a couple more. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, there's stones in your pouch. As long as they stay in your pouch, your giants are going to defeat you. But when you reach in and pull one out and say, oh, no, I had enough. Come on. He's Papa's behind me. Jesus is right here with me. I'm going to win this. Giant, you're coming down. Boom. Some of you have been overlooked in work. You should have been getting promotions. Come on. I hear the Lord saying that day's coming. Your paperwork's floating to the top. Come on. Why? You know why? You have a good heart. You understand about tithing. And because of that, he wants to bless you. And not only bless you, he wants to bless this house. Come on. Listen, if you're stingy, God's stingy. <laughs> no, he is. Right? Listen, this is a, when I pulled up here, my brother picked me up. Tim picked me up today. When I pulled up here, I'm thinking, I got a new vision of what I should be looking for back home. You know, we're in a hotel right now, and we had a couple, we had this one building, which was looked pretty good, right? But unfortunately, it just fell through, and I'm thinking, man, this, you can build, you can do this, you, Because I felt, and you said, right, I feel there's expansion coming. I was telling Tim, can you build a building on this property? Is this commercial? Is this? Because I began to see things, right? When she said about you, I had a word for you for some time. But you know what? The first lady can't sit in the back of the church. Yeah. Yeah. You both have such humble hearts. Right? You're not going to step on his toes. Right? No. There are times where he just, you're going to tap him on the shoulder and say, no, seriously. Right? No, because there are gifts inside of you that he's saying, I got to break open. Yeah. So we're going to break them open today. Yeah. Hallelujah. And guess what? All the... The mindsets that say what a pastor's wife should look like, I break over your life. I hear him say, I want you to create a new chapter. I want you to write the new book. And what it is, one who loves the Lord God and one who supports their husband. Come on. Because there's no separation. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Were you, are you almost done? No, I didn't even get to my word yet. <laughs> are we good with time? You're good, man. All right. Okay, let's do this. You know, um, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's why I like to testify about what Jesus has done. When you do that, then he opens up our hearts for the spirit of prophecy to minister to our hearts. So I've always tried to take a couple minutes just to glorify God. It's not, that, 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 that's not about me. No. What it's about was I had a major, we had a major decision in our lives. And if I missed it, I could miss the very essence of why it was birthed. Yeah. 
And I don't want that. I don't want to walk. I'm, I'm 65. I do not want to walk around the wilderness another 40 years. Come on. Seriously. And you don't either. Right? He's a God of second chance. He sure is. He's a God. Oh, oh, yes, he is. But listen, you know, um, we teach a class about hearing the voice of God, listening. Some people say, I, you know what? I don't hear God anymore. Can I ask you a question? Did you obey what he said the last time? Because if you didn't, guess what? He's silent. But if you did, he wants to continue to share his purposes and plans. Jeremiah 29, 11, come on. It's for you. Hallelujah. Come on. You got to get excited with it. Come on. We got to stir the waters, right? There are gifts that are in each one of you. You know, there's the gifts of the Father, the gifts of the Spirit, and there's the gifts of Jesus, right? And they all have their purpose. And when you look at them, we all have, you know, the five-fold ministry, it needs to begin to function in the earth. It has to. If not, the church is going to be, it's just going to be the church. But if we allow the five-fold ministry to, it will, that's right, they're world, it's world changers. The gifts of the Spirit, we all have one. Come on, you may flow in one, two, three, you know. I always ask them when I go places, what gifts, release whatever gifts you need in me so that they see you. Come on. This is in Leviticus 6. It said, the Lord said to Moses, give Aaron and his son this command. These are the regulations for the burnt offerings. The burnt offerings is to remain on the altar throughout the night till morning, and the fire must be kept burning. The priest then shall put on their linen clothes with linen undergarments next to their bodies. They shall remove the ashes of the burnt offering that the fire has consumed. Then he is to take off these clothes and put on others, carrying the ashes outside the camp to a place which is clean. The fire of the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out. Every morning the priest is to add firewood and arrange the burnt offerings on the fire and burn the fat of the fellowship offerings of it. And verse 13 says, the fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It may, know, it may not go out. I went and looked at some Jewish histories. That fire that they're talking about burned for 116 years. Come on. Think about it. They're in the wilderness. The pillar of fire now begins to move. Now what they have to do is they figure they got to figure a way out of how do they keep the fire burning in the altar and move it. Well, they actually created this dome that they put on top of it that kept the embers burning to wherever they got to. And then once they got to that, right, boom. Come on. When there's major transition in your life, God wants you to put the the protection on the fire of your life. And so when you move into the place where he said, this is the place to be, lids off and he's just going to blow once again to get the ambers and the fire started. I'm going to probably condense this because I really want to minister to people. If that's okay, Jeremiah. 
You know, what does uh, Peter talk about? You say, this isn't for me. Oh, it is for you. Come on. The high priests only had access into the Holy of Holies, right? Think about it. They, it said they wore a bell around their ankle. And when they went in with, when they went in there and they were actually defiling the Lord, guess what happened? You, they died. You didn't hear the bell. You didn't hear the bell anymore, right? Meanwhile, while they were in there, you heard the bell where they were going, right? No, seriously. And when they didn't hear the bell, guess what? You're cooked. You're cooked. That's right. And it says the priest then had to, guess what? They, they had to pull them out, right? Is your bell still hanging? Jesus became our high priest. He's sitting at the right hand of God the Father. Come on, when he died, it was over. It said the veil was torn. Come on. You know, I, I preached a message on Easter Sunday. And uh, if there were biblical scholars probably in that service, they would probably debate me and tell me I was wrong. And they have every right to, right? But I tell you, I love the apologies that he gives us. And you know, when Adam and Eve ate from the tree that they were forbidden to, what happened? They were asked to leave. What did God put in the garden so they couldn't come back in? Two angels, two cherubims, right? Okay, got it so far? Resurrection Sunday. Who was the first per I'm chasing a rabbit here. Who was the first person that, was, that believed what Jesus said that I'll resurrect? Mary Magdalene. The disciples were back in some place hiding because they were scared. Seriously, that's what the Bible says, right? But you know what? She had an encounter with him that changed her life. Demons gone. Lifestyle gone. And she thought, you know what? If, if there's such a man that lived on this earth that could do that, he has to truly be the son of God. So I don't care what they think. I'm going there. So she, it says that she gets there. And what does she see? Two angels and Jesus in the middle. Okay? Think about this. Where is the Ark of the Covenant? It's lost. Right? How about this? He, see, he always gets me excited and stirs me up. How about when he realized, when Papa realized his son was going to resurrect it, he went over to the two angels in the Garden of Eden and said, guess what? Thank you for your time. <laughs> but now go in and usher the... You guarded and protected what was sacred to me. And now that my son paid the price... Go and usher him in. Come on. Come on. Now, think about this. Because I've been trying, for, you know, we all watched the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, the whole thing, right? Come on. It, Babylon took it and it said it was destroyed and they can't find it. Was it because they didn't need, there was going to be a point in time where they know God's presence was no longer going to be in that box? Come on, sir. Come on, sir. Huh? Yeah. But... There was going to be a manifestation of a resurrection of life that was going to give us all of mankind free access to the Father through Jesus, his Son. Come on. Right? How about, how about this? What was inside? Okay, 
right? Two angels, Jesus. Jesus, and he preached it, right? He preaches it all the time. Jesus became the mercy seat. Mercy was released and grace was abound. Come on. What was inside the ark? Come on. The, the tablets, right? Aaron's rod and the manna. What are the seven names of Jesus I am? I am the bread of life. Come on. Symbolism of the manna. Come on. How about Aaron's rod? It said that that rod blossomed and it wasn't connected to anything to get strength. Come on. I am the resurrection and life. Huh? Come on. And how about the tablets? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus says, I didn't come to abolish it. I came to fulfill it. Come on. So he's alive. And that presence that's within inside, that's why the veil was torn. He says, you have access now in time of mercy and grace. Come on, you have access. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. You know, Genesis reveals Adam's call and the covenant with his family. Exodus reveals the deliverance of the Israelites from bondage. Leviticus is the manual given to the priest and people so that they would know how to worship in a meaningful way. You know, in that scripture, in Peter, it says, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own, so that you may announce the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. But now you have received mercy. Mercy came alive, and now he's called you to function as a priest. You now have the ability to carry the presence of God. Come on. Right? And if you falter, guess what? He's just going to come back and pour out his mercy and grace back to you. Because he, can, he has a purpose. And when you realize now that you've you got to carry something, it's going to challenge you to live according to what he wants for your life. Seriously. Come on. Now, let's see, where do I want to go? There's, yeah. It says the burnt offering is to remain on the altar throughout the night. You know where most of the church people lose walking with the Lord? In the night season. They said guard it. Nobody's watching. No one can see me. I got four days before Sunday. Come on. Seriously. This isn't condemnation. I want to encourage you. I want you to live in the fullness of what he has for you. It's, it's proven in the night season. You know, people that are awakened between the hours of 2 and 3.30, I think I read one time, there's a lot of demonic activity that goes on during that hour. And, and that's why, you know, we allow, the, we allow the fire just to relax a little bit. There's nothing wrong with this, just Right? There's nothing wrong with me having an affair with somebody. There's nothing wrong with me not. You're right. Nobody sees it. He sees it. 
And those are the things that the lust of the flesh, the boastful pride of life, and the lust of the eyes. 1 John 2.15, those are the things that the enemy will use. Why do you say that? Well, they, those were the same thing they tempted Jesus with. But Jesus overcame. And if he overcame, guess what? We can too. Come on. No, come on. Hallelujah. It says, listen to this. The priest shall then put on his linen clothes with linen undergarments next to his body and shall remove the ashes of the burnt offering that the fire has consumed on the altar. So there was holy garments that they needed to wear. And so they brought the sacrifice wearing the holy garments. They participated in the sacrifice. The sacrifice was consumed. Ashes laying all around. You know, what God showed me is that some of us lay ourselves on his altar and he burns that stuff off. But we contend with the ashes. And when we contend with the ashes, we begin to smell like those ashes. And the thing that we were delivered from and the thing that we were was taken away from us we entertain. And when you entertain, it's going to get you again. That's why it's interesting. It says that he had to put the holy garments on. And now that the ashes exist, he had to go take the holy garments off because he had to go outside the camp to a place that they called clean. And the garments that he was wearing were not allowed outside that tabernacle area because there was a possibility that they could be defiled. And so they said, oh, no, I cannot bring this upon myself or God. Boom, puts on new linens. And now he says, you know what? I got to get rid of the junk that just was burned off this sacrifice, right? So the people can stay free. Scoop them up, right? Come outside of camp, an area that they called clean, and hallelujah. But you see, when that stuff sticks around, guess what? It's going to get you. Transform our minds by the renewing of the word, right? Listen, don't lay yourself on the altar if you don't want to be completely burned. No. Don't play with the fire. Eli's sons did. And it cost them their lives. Are you threatening me? No, I'm not threatening you. I'm just telling you the word of God. <laughs> Listen, we serve, the scripture says we serve a jealous God. And he's very jealous right now. When he sees the corruptness that's going on in our country and the church is just sitting idle, it breaks his heart. Come on, we all have a, we all have a say, we all have a part, right? And collectively, if we come together in unity, that's why we need the fivefold because it says it brings the unity of the church together. And when it brings the church of uh, the unity together, it says it's to equip the saints to do great exploits. Come on. I want to tell you, he wants you to come alive this morning. Quit believing that you can't do it. Remember that little cartoon, that train? I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> Guess what? Guess who your engine is? The Holy Ghost. Come on. 
And guess how you got the Holy Ghost? Because Jesus paid the price. Because he said, if I leave, guess what? I'm sending another helper. That's going to walk alongside of you, the paraclete. And what's he going to do? He's going to lead, direct, and guide you. Why? So you can get to me. Come on. I know you can. I know you can. I know you can. <laughs> what, what logs are you putting on the, on the uh, altar? Are they half-hearted logs? Do you go to the altar with true repentance? Because those are the logs he wants. That, you know, I, I messed up this week. When I lose peace, I've got to run to the altar because I know I did something. I may have said something to somebody. I may have offended somebody or I did something, right? And I just go to the altar and say, Papa, please, I don't feel right. I lost your peace. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Just our words can destroy people. Watch your words, right? If they're not words of encouragement, exhortation, Don't be the reason why someone doesn't go to church. Don't be the reason why someone doesn't want to serve Jesus. You know, sometimes, you know, we've been walking this path for a long time, right? We think we got it. But I'm telling you, there's, God's about ready to shake some homes. And I mean homes, churches. Yeah. Yeah. And are you willing to be there to pick them up? That's key, Right? You know, I've been trying to have a unity service in our, in our community for three years. I've asked the mayor a couple times, and he just said, we will, we will, we will, we will. I thought, God says, you know what? I've given you authority through your church. So uh, I want you to have a, an evening where you bring somebody in and talk about human trafficking. And we did. And we had 70 people in our first meeting. And my question, we have 70 people here. We can change our community. Yeah. Now we have our first prayer meeting this Tuesday. Come on. Right? Come on. No. It doesn't matter what church you belong to. No, it doesn't. We, we're body members of the body of Christ. Right? I don't care what you believe. I don't care what, right? When I worked at Bear Corporation, we had a Bible study every week, 50 people. And they said, what are you going to teach? I'm going to teach Jesus. Right? We had people saying, hey, you know, do you believe in healing? I believe in healing. People say, you know, no, 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 you're wrong. You're wrong. Let, let's not, I'm not here to debate it, right? But when you need healing, he's the only one you can call out. And if you need him, you do it. If you don't, I experienced it. Right? When you're experiencing something with God, they can't take it from you. So a guy, I met with this, him and his pastor. And he said, you know, in Corinthians it says, when he who is perfect, it's come the gift cease. I said, you can believe it, but I'm not. But let me tell you, about a year later, my phone rings. It's this guy. He said, hey, Ray, I, can you help me? Sure, what do you need? Our son was just born. And they, they found a hole in his heart. And they got a life lighted. What would you do? You're, are you believing now? Because this is what I would do. I'd go lay hands on that little kid. I'd thank the Father for birthing him. But now I'd thank him for making him whole. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 
Half hour later, he calls me back. Listen, this is documented. So if you want a copy of it, I'll send it to you. Seriously, it's documented. He goes, calls me back and said, you're not going to believe this. Because when you life flight somebody, they got to take a, an x-ray right five minutes before they put them on, uh, on the uh, helicopter. They took it. They brought the baby back. Fifteen minutes go by. They said, we need to take another picture. Take another picture. Brings the baby back. Another 15 minutes. They said, can you just come into this examination room? Go into the examination rooms, and there's the prince. Hole. No hole. We thought the camera messed up. No hole. He's a police officer serving in our community today. Come on. Right? Listen, we can allow this spiritual pride to come up in us, right, and say... Man, you didn't believe. No, no, no. This was a moment of truth. Why would I stand in the way of Jesus proving himself real? Come on. That's a testimony. Guess what? Now he can tell the very place where he worships. You know what? I've experienced it. It's real. Come on. And you can't deny something when you have an encounter that's changed and marked your life. Let's see, let's see. Firewood, deep repentance, disciplined living, devotional fervency. The priest must continue all night taking turns. Who's going to watch the fire? Folks, that's why I believe 24 by 7 worship is coming back. Come on. 24 by 7 worship's coming back. Right? Seriously. We have to. Determine obedience. If ye be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the fruit, uh, the good of the land, Isaiah 119. Divine order. Conclusion. Are you willing to carry off the ashes? Are you willing to change your garments to protect? The presence of God. And will you allow him to tell you what wood you should take to the altar that's ignitable and meaningful? Some of you it may be your money. Some of it may be something that is your God. Because there's a drawing in the sand in this hour. Because, you know, what you saw not too far away up at Asbury, he wants to do it everywhere. But if he finds a people that's hungry, he'll show up. And when he shows up, he'll show off. You know, there's two things that I want to do. The second thing was, he asked me wherever I go, when I stir up the gifts. And when you look in 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7, it says this. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gifts of God which is in you 
through the laying on of hands. You know, and everybody always stops there. And everybody uses this next scripture that's so familiar to you in other situations and circumstances. But these two go together. For it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. For what? To let the gifts that are in you manifest. Seriously. That's what that, those two are married together. That's what Paul was encouraging Timothy. Timothy, we're going to stir up the gifts, but don't let fear. I remember the first time when I got saved, I was a hellraiser. But, um, and then the pastor asked me to pray in the, in the service. I almost fell out. <laughs> My wife said, your knees went down, and I'm thinking, and I'm going like this. <laughs> right? And I just said, bless it, bless it, bless it. Right? I didn't know, right? <laughs> no, seriously. But now, listen. He wants you to tune into his voice. Because when you tune into his voice, guess what? He's going to lead you in the path that's right for you. Psalms 23. All the Jehovah names are in that Psalms. My shepherd, my provider, my righteousness, my healer. Come on. There's nothing missing. And so what I, what I did was um, I felt the Lord ask me to, to, to get a couple things. My wife always just shakes her head. So for the leadership here, I had these spoons made up. Stir up the gift of God which is in you. Stir them up in Jesus' name. Brian Stephanie, right? Come on. Stir up the gifts that are in you. Well, it's for you guys, yeah. <coughs> Hallelujah. And then you're, you're assistant pastor, right? There's one for you. He's in India, yeah. I'll get it to him. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. There's, uh, I think I'm missing somebody. There's your youth leader. I knew that was going to be I will take two. <laughs> That's okay. And then one for you guys. Oh, thank you. Amen. Okay. Okay? For the rest of you, I've got these wooden spoons, and we're going to pray for you, and I want everybody to take one, right? And I want you, come on, I want you to carry it with you. Our first service was Easter Sunday in 2022, no, 2021, and God gave me a message about the three nails, the three crosses, and the three men. And he said, what I want you to do as a handout, I want you to find replicate Roman nails, and uh, I want you to get some key rings. And um, so I started looking at these. I'm thinking, they're eight, nine inches long, right? And then he said, no. I want you to put them on a key ring. So I bought these, these little Roman nails. I had, went to a machine shop, and he thought, but he did it for us, right? And then we bought these key rings. And so what I wanted to encourage the people, that you're going to get discouraged. You're going to have issues. We all are. And I have mine on my key ring. And where's your key ring? Back, to, back at the hotel with my wife. 
But anytime you're struggling, I want you to reach in your purse. I want you to reach in your pocket and pull it out and thank him for it. Because that nail brought freedom for you and I. That nail brought victory over our lives. Come on. And so I just, right? We need reminders like that. And so now what I want you to do is you'll get a spoon. And I want you to cherish it. Cherish it. Why? Because I want you to know that on, write today's date. Because if you write to, on today's date, guess what? This is the day that you publicly were released to let the gifts of God in you manifest. Leadership here, yeah. right, approves of it. And we're just, we're just going to lay hands on you all. Come on. And then the other thing is I got for you, and I, I can't give these to the kids. Thank you, I did. The other thing is um, I got a little box of matches. It's, they're, the manufacturer is diamond. God says that you're a diamond. And I want you to take these. And I want you to realize that today, God wants to blow on the embers of your life. And when he does that, there's going to be any igniting of the fire of God that you, like you've never experienced before. And if for some reason you get to a point where you get discouraged, right? What I want you, I'm not going to take anybody's, there's 32 uh, matches. God gave me this, this matchbox. And he said, wherever you go, I want you to start a fire. And when I get discouraged, I go to get one of my matchboxes. And I just thank him for the fire of God. And now I tell him to ignite in me. So I released the fire of God here this morning. And if you want it, it's for you. If you don't want it, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, and it's okay. No condemnation here. Because you know what? I hate, there's a lot of high-pressure salespeople in the church. No, seriously, I tell them they should be, in, they should be out in the world selling. Right? Because when you jam Jesus down your throat, that happened to me as a kid. Yeah. Guess what? If, he's like, if, if Jesus is anything like you are, I don't know if I could serve him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. But when somebody comes up and tells me how much the Father loves me, yeah. you know, they got my attention. Because yeah. you know what? You don't have to tell an addict he's an addict. You don't tell, have to tell an alcoholic he's an alcoholic. What we need to start doing is listening to Papa, get the personification of what he sees, and understand the word of God, what they truly are. They are wonderfully and fearfully made, marvelous for thy works. We had the opportunity to minister into uh, two uh, or three rehabs when we were in Poland, and that's all we did. Just ask if we could hug them, right? I don't even want to preach a message. I just want to hug you, right? I just, right? And those guys, you just start holding them. You know, a couple years ago, I was at Pastor Tim's church, uh, Destiny, and we did a Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, uh, retreat or seminar or conference or whatever, and uh, I called Pastor, I always dream before I go places to see people. I said, Tim, God gave me a dream of this big burly guy. Uh, is he in your church? He said, I said, are you sure? He said, it's my church. <laughs> 
I said, well, he's going to be there. So Friday night, right, we get there. It's five to seven. His worship team goes on. He said, Tim, I don't see that guy in here. He said, he doesn't come here. <laughs> I love Tim because Tim's, Tim's, Tim is black and white. I love you, Pastor Tim and Don. I love, yeah, right? No, they're great people. So, seven o'clock, I hear the back door open. And here he comes, right? He stumbles his way down to the third row. He reeks with alcohol. God says, you're not preaching tonight. He said, you're just going to love on him. So when Tim, the worship was done, I went over to him. Wow. I said, sir, I had a dream about you. You know, and you could see, right? Sorry. And, and, and so I asked, I asked him if he could stand up. And I just... I just hugged on him. I don't. Were you there that night? Yeah, right. And so I just hugged on him. And I heard the Lord say, "Squeeze harder." I mean, he was a big, burly guy, reeking with alcohol. And then I whispered in his ear that Jesus loved him. And he just broke and cried loud. And I said to the, to the folks, "We just need to love on each other tonight, right? Based upon the demonstration here, it will preach itself, right?" So, folks, if you have issues with people in here, right, we, we got to get clean, right? Mo the majority of the issues that we have with one another, we don't understand one another, right? When you don't understand one another, then there's conflict, right? So, you know, if you have issues with somebody, just make, make it right. And then be the love of God for them. Sometimes it's an embrace, right? I always ask permission if, if I can hug somebody. I'm a hugger, right? Ask permission. Because what I found out is you, you have no clue. And, and if, if you're a man and you're going to hug a lady, make sure your wife's there. Or make sure there's someone else there with you. There's some, there's some, there's some fruitcakes in this world. And, and they're looking for anything to do to destroy a ministry. Seriously. Or women, the same thing. Because what I've learned is you have no clue if that woman that you're about ready to hug has been abused by a man. And if you reach out, right, because everybody's reached out and, and taken advantage of that, it could stir something in her that God, she could miss the very message that you preached about the love of God. And that God wanted to set her free, but the very essence of you not asking for permission could hinder and put her back in the place where she just got free from. Come on. Hallelujah. So whatever you want to do, brother. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Ray. Let's give it up for Ray one time. Yeah. We, uh, amen. We, we want to give everybody an opportunity to give. If you need to give an envelope this morning, lift your hand up. We'll get one to you. Um, if you are going to, you want to sew directly into Ray, mark Ray on, on the envelope. You guys that are giving um, online, go to gracepointgeorgetown.com. If you want to give directly into Ray. Uh, mark on the memo of your giving, and uh, we want to bless him. We're thankful. How many of you freely have received, freely give? Amen. Like this is not a transaction. We don't charge at the door. 
It's for free. Can I get an amen? But when somebody blesses you with, with spiritual things, you bless them with your carnal things. That's what Scripture declares. There's a blessing that's on it. It's a very powerful thing. So we're just going to take up one offering today for the church and for Ray. We want to bless him. I'm just going to drop this in here. Amen. Thank you, God. And, you know, we're not done. Now, if you need, if you need, you know, we're going to take up the offering and stuff, and we're going to do all that cool kind of stuff that we do. We want to honor Ray. We want to bless him. Um, but we're going to, we're not finished yet. We're going to, but we will dismiss if people need, you know, need to leave. No condemnation. You got lunch plans or, yep. you know, you got family or something that you have to take care of. Be at peace. There's absolutely no condemnation. But we're going to move these chairs back. We're going to have Susanna Joe come up and uh, we're going to lay hands on people and pray for people. Um, because I know there, there are people that have come here today to receive a miracle. And, um, and, the, and the presence of God is here. We've had a rich morning today. You guys can come on up if you want to. And um, we want to give opportunity for that to happen. Um, uh, you know, God speaks through Ray. Uh, that's a part of his giftings. And so you may just want to come up and get a word. Um, you know, whatever. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hand out gifts and we're going to pray for people. And so, uh, you know, the church is, thank God for the sermon. Thank God for all these things. But it, the church is really not a, not a spectator sport. Come on. It's really not. It's, uh, we've we've, we've kind of learned how to spectate, so to speak, and sit down and let somebody else do the stuff. But in reality, this, the, the, the church is a, is a place where we all participate and we all move together. So uh, we'll, we'll take up that offering. And then, um, and then also just one announcement, just to make it quick. We are having a Bible study at mine and Stacy's house this Wednesday. It's going to be 6.30 to 8.30. We're going to have fried chicken. Can I get an amen? So, so bring, uh, bring uh, sides that go along fried chicken. If you have a bag chair, bring a bag chair. We're going to do it in the uh, back backyard uh, of, of our home. We, can't, we have too many people to do it in the house. And so we'll do it in the back, and uh, weather permitting. Now, if it rains, we're going to have to shut it down because we can't. There's just too many people in the house. But it's cool. People from the church come. People, we're going to have a baptism, too. Somebody's going to get baptized. Hallelujah. They're going to get baptized at our house, so I'm excited about that. They, can't, they, they watch online all the time, but they always work on Sundays, and so they can't really make it. So she's going to come and get baptized on Wednesday. And so if anybody else wants to get baptized, we'll get baptized, too. So we're just going to have church in the backyard. Can I get an Amen. And uh, I love doing stuff at home because, uh, you know, you, you line people up in church and we all get kind of weird, don't we? We all were like our church people, but in, in a home environment, like, you know what I'm saying? We all just kind of chill and it's all about relationship anyway. Nothing against church. Church is great. But anyway, so Bible said our place, 630, uh, 630 to 830 this Wednesday. Lord, we ask you to bless this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, can, can we move these chairs back maybe? And then uh, we'll get those lights back there. 